Hi everyone, it's Helen, and you're listening to Minimalist Creators, a podcast that prompts creators to live simply and work deliberately. Today is episode five, and more often the pace of these episodes are usually twice per week, but over the course of my own internal counter and an inner formation, I've learned that sometimes it's better to be silent in order to create a profound level of thought and then to come back to you with a more lengthy process of how I might be learning some of these concepts related to working deliberately, living simply. And over the course of these last few weeks, I don't think I have adequate words to describe how deeply I've felt transformed just by doing less and seeking to understand that internal dialogue of where a lot of my mind is going. And the reason why I started this podcast has in large part due to the fact that I tend to overcomplicate things. The nature of my self is that I'm driven by excellence. I always want everything to be perfect As I'm speaking to you today, I know that there's threads of mascara on my eyelids and it makes me want to stop this recording and go do that so that I can focus on giving you the best presentation I can probably give you. But today, I want to talk about the value of showing up with imperfection. Brene Brown goes into this when she discusses the gifts of imperfection and the value that vulnerability can bring. But I kind of want to go a step deeper into our talk today and discuss the value of walking humbly in the presence of God and in the presence of people. Personally, my faith background is in Christianity, so some of my references will be in large part due to that. But take from this episode what you will based on your own spiritual practices. But over the course of this week, As I've prepared for episodes and typed out maybe six or seven different episode ideas, I've discovered that a lot of my ideas are extremely shallow and sometimes walking in a rhythm of rest and prayer and surrender has allowed me to think deeply about certain things. And one of my confessions is that sometimes being so driven by the end product of perfection can lead me to a place of deep regret and bitterness and negative self-talk. And from that negative self-talk, you get a fraction or a piece of me and not really the fullness of who I can be and what I can bring to the table. And so in the future of this episode, I kind of want to prompt you to sort of ask yourself, what things do I not like about me? What are things that I hide from other people? And in the practice of just embracing a lot of my imperfections, one of my biggest and most profound realizations is that when I talk negatively to myself and when I seek to demean myself, one of the biggest regrets is that people don't really get the most authentic version of me. Now, personally, I've grown up in an immigrant home and I'm the oldest kid from a Filipino family. So a lot of my self-talk came from the desire to honor my family values and give it the best that I possibly could. 
But in order for me now as an adult to reach a place of childlike curiosity and evoke a sense of peace and calm, I have to be able to sit with these imperfections vulnerably in front of you, in front of God, in front of my friends and family, and not necessarily seek to change myself constantly, but to be in a place of rest with the fact that there's always room to grow. Now, this concept might seem a little bit ambiguous to you, but in studying older people, they're less and less frustrated with what they don't have and more content with what they do have. They have no time to play games or to act like they're better than other people. They're content with the life that they have because oftentimes most of them say that they don't have time to overthink things because their time is extremely limited. You know, as a kid, I used to think that a person devoid of imperfections can never get hurt again. And over the course of my life, as I've watched videos of myself as a young kid, I miss that vibrance. I miss the childlike energy that I used to show up in. I miss the fact that I could embrace my imperfections, learn from them, and not hold it over my head all the time. And in this age and era of productivity, sometimes I can't help but think at what age did that person strip their soul away from themselves. And please hear me when I say this in that I'm a very big proponent of the self-improvement space. I really do believe that people are capable of change, but sometimes the practice of constant improvement leaves no space for self-acceptance. And there needs to be a place of balance with those two things that yes, I'm always improving, I'm always getting better, but there are certain parts of me that I'm always going to struggle with working on. For example, for me, I really have a hard time compromising my high standards and it's easier for me to go ahead and do things and not ask people for help. And I know that that's always gonna be a constant struggle because I have a certain vision. And yes, I will always struggle to ask for help and that's something that I'll probably work on for the rest of my life, but that doesn't make me a bad person. It doesn't make me someone who is inept of any value. And that essentially is what I'm trying to communicate to you, that as creatives, there's something so beautiful about imperfect art and imperfect artistry that in the tapestry of everything that you could possibly make, there's something beautiful that can come out of a really heartbroken soul. There's something that can evoke a sense of understanding when you're open and vulnerable about sharing what it is that you're personally going through. That always wanting to look good and communicate better isn't going to help anyone but you. I heard Lewis Howes talking about this, and I think that this is actually true based on my own speaking experience and being able to network with other folks. I was actually just at a networking event yesterday, but one of the things he shares is he was speaking to a really large auditorium crowd and he was nervous, heart beating out of his chest. I'm sure we've all felt that way. And he calls his coach, his speaking coach, and he says, I'm really nervous. And his speaking coach says, you know, it's interesting. 
the nerves really go away when you make it about them and not about you. And every single episode, I feel like I'm learning to not make it about me. That essentially this is a practice of being able to service you and being able to use some of my learnings and teachings and catapult them into something really digestible for you. But that's essentially some of my thoughts on imperfection. They're first draft thoughts. They're very raw thoughts. But they're real thoughts on the current stage of what we're going through right now in this era of self-improvement that I think that there's a desire for realness and not wanting to hide from ourselves any longer. And so I guess my question to you today is what areas do you find it hard to accept yourself? And how can you begin to walk in a place of acceptance? It could be standards. It can be realms of your life where you don't really want to look at it. It can be needs and desires for you. It can be a type of art that you like that other people might not understand. One example of this is I hesitated to purchase a headset for a really long time. This is a broadcast headset because a lot of the people in the podcasting space rarely ever use this. And one day I'm interviewing one of my friends for a separate podcast that I host and we're holding these two microphones and I start to ask myself, how can this actually be better? When a microphone is on a table or when it's on a stand, you have to carry two separate stands, two separate cables, two separate headphone sets. And I just kept thinking to myself, it would be so much easier if this was like a broadcast journalist situation where we can just have a microphone and headset in one package and have a really great mixer to stress less because there are also issues with Bluetooth, which I won't bore you the details about. And it wasn't until I watched a clip with Alex Ramosi where he said, other people might not like it, but at least at the end of the day, you know that you're being real with yourself and you know that you like you. And it might seem like a really frivolous or silly example, but buying this headset was actually one of the first recognitions that I'm different. That sure, other people might not use a headset for their podcast any longer, or the era might have expired a while ago, but this is a really great reflection of who I am as a creator, that I like simplicity and it drives a lot of the production on this podcast. So what is it that you're unwilling to address when you think about areas of imperfection with yourself? Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. I'll try to have as many in-depth conversations like these as much as possible, but I hope this episode woke you up to a first draft idea of what it looks like to just be yourself. Talk to you next time.